Hello, welcome to the Joel Fleischman Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome, ladies. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you. Cheers. Ghost. Sponsored by Central oh, Waters hey. Brewery. Look Let at me, foaming one. over. Nice. We got our Drexel Horse Medicine. We got the uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Red Ale. Sometimes Central Waters tries too hard with their beer names. Um, what do you think, Julie? Girls? Um, I like it. It's red. It's, it's, red, it's red. Definitely mm-hmm. about reddish. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a lot. Emily's not, not saying anything? No, it's fun. I think yeah, it's good. Marcus, what episode is it? Number 69. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> with three women with me. Awesome. We have Emily Besto, Julie Korth, and Becky Van Ashey. I almost called them all by their maiden names, which I think sometimes I know them better that way. Yes. <laughs> I had to like, take a deep breath on all three. Yeah. All right, did I get all the names right? You did. These are our finance leaders, really financial leaders. Your actual role, job titles? Controller, CFO, finance leader. Finance leader, and this is fun. Ex- years here, experience here. 10 years, 20 years, three days. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the team, Becky. Thank you. So kind of let's start with you. That's kind of uh, interesting. We don't even know what we don't know. So to c- explain to everybody, myself included, what was your first three days like? Walk us through it. Like if you're talking to me, well, we are. Like we're just having a beer and you're like, how was Drexel the first three days? What happened? Or you're telling your son, right? Yeah. Chase, yeah. right? Chase, mom, how was your, how was your last three, first three days? It was exciting. So completely different environment. Um, I'm used to very um, strict um, corporate structure. Um, no fun. Um, you wouldn't be having a beer in a podcast. I right would now. not be having a beer in a podcast. I would. Um, I, you know, I, I've shared a few of this, these things in my new hire as well. That it just seems like um, it's completely different. I mean, obviously, I've been in banking for 23 years. So moving into Drexel, it's um, going to be exciting. And I feel very welcomed. It was nice to know people that were here. So walking in and knowing you, Joel, and then you know Andy Rutler, and so you, so so right. like, I got to kind of interrupt. Yeah, we'll get to like what actually happened the first three days because I'm curious what actually you did. But um, you mentioned that, and you're a local doco, right? Yes. So you've always known Campus of Building Supply Drexel. Yes. But you've never seen the inside. Nope. So what did you? I love because I love that because we don't know what did you perceive mm-hmm. versus the reality. So perception was that I would walk in and there would be building supplies and everything all over the place. Like we're sitting on lumber and Correct. stuff, right? Yes, <laughs> right. That's what I We're wearing much... flannel shirts and Correct. it like, smells like sawdust. Yes, right. and like everybody's just focused on no one's engaged. Like everybody just does their job. No one looks up. No one's excited. That's just what I've been used to in walking into other places. And you thought it would just feel very lumberyardish. Like, yeah, like mm, not, not really. super exciting. Yeah, yeah right, not right. exciting. Um, and obviously, complete opposite when I walked in the Drexel door. Um, the way I was greeted, even from people that didn't even know me, right? The first day I walked in the store, not even knowing that I was here for an interview, just here as a person visiting the Drexel store, was absolutely amazing. So just the way everybody was greeting, asking me my name, shaking my hand, what brings you in, and that's from the person sitting at the front desk, Brenda, to everybody else along in the offices. Just, hi, how are you? And just walking by and constantly talking to me. There's a general energy, correct? There is. There's a, it's, it's, it's weird, it's different, but it's a good different. My um, anxiety of what I had previous to walking in the door 
was completely gone as soon as I stepped foot in the door. It seems, um, I've had other people comment at least, almost like, when does this end? Right. Like, it's my first day, I get it, you're all like this way, and then you're waiting for like the cliff, right? Like, uh-huh. well, when does all the weird shit happen? <laughs> right? Is that kind of what you're... Exactly. Somewhere in your brain? Yes. Right. Yes. I hope that doesn't happen. So do we. Yes. <laughs> so do I. Yes. At least not for you. Um, Cool. So tell us about your first three days, like like uh, chronologically, or what did you actually do? Sure. First day was new hire, so that was meeting Betsy, Allie, um, yourself, talking a little bit about the background of Drexel, which I knew, obviously had some background with Campus Board Building Supply. Um, and then the last two days, I did some secret shopping. Oh, did you guys know that? Mm-hmm. Cool. So talk to us about that. <laughs> it was exciting. So I saw your book report, and again, she's going to be amazing here, because I saw her book report, and I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, I'll forward that to you till I forward it to that coaches. I'm like, I'm not even reading that. Like, that's crazy awesome. Like, I just scrolled it. I'm like, I'm good. That's unbelievable. So congratulations. It was an awesome you. report. Thank you. I will go back and read it, but I'm like, I don't need to, like, proofread it before it goes to the masses. So. I did do spell check, just so you know. Nice. I did that. Yes. I don't, just so you know. Just so you Confidently, right, Emily? Yes. Yes. So um, I internal first. So I went to a couple of Drexel locations. Um, but I was joking with the girls here when I got here that on that first day, I really couldn't lie anymore. So I went to a competitor because I right. was acting like someone I wasn't. But we are looking at, you know, building a garage because you need another garage. So it was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. So right. I had a story. So that I didn't have to make up. But um, the experience in each structural location was very similar. And I was um, wondering that, right? I didn't know if Campbell Sport had a different feel than New Berlin would have, or Columbus right. would have. Like different would, culvers, like do culvers uh, all feel the same? Correct. We've tried very hard to bring that same energy. Yes. Um, I've even experienced, I can tell when that store is losing money, because mm-hmm. it's like the Joel smell energy test. Like I've been doing this long enough, I can tell when something's off. It just feels different. Right. And you're like, oh, that store's losing money, I guarantee it, and they do, mm-hmm. right? So go ahead, keep going, sorry. Yep. Um, and then in regards to competition-wise, it was a complete different side of the spectrum. So seeing what I was experiencing, um, I, I had shared this with Andy too, and the girls, uh, being a woman and walking into a building supply right. store, right? I was like, okay, am I gonna get treated any different? Is it like I'm buying a car? Um, there was people that just pretty much took my plan and was like, I'll be in contact with you, and I literally had to chase him and say, how are you gonna call me? How are you going to contact Like the store, like it's like, over. Like, like, not, like, like are you not going to do my bid right. because, and then one person. Or you don't even know what I want. You don't even know, right? And and Jeremy, actually, my husband wrote down a lot of the things that I that we were looking to do. So he right. kind of made it easy, but then we left some things open. Like I asked for roofing and siding, and there was a lot of people that just are going to do roofing and siding. And then, you know, competition and things like that. It was like, well, can we do it all? I'm like, sure, do it all. Right. Like, if you want to do the trusses and do everything else, that sounds amazing. And um, the additional features and things that I didn't know um, was interesting to find, like what they were talking to me about in regards to like competition compared to what Drexel says and what they said. It was it was um, similar, but also it was funny because it made me even more <laughs> knowledgeable when I went to the next door to see if they would ask me about overhangs. Right. Right. Like I was like, okay, is this one going to ask this because the last guy just did, and then kind of comparing those types of thoughts. Which you can see how complicated it is yes and how we need the relationship build with each builder and each client mm-hmm. because a we use our product now we use I took um, industry terms way too much correct like hey would you like this blah 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 and you're like lost me at the blah 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 yep but I you need to know and you're staring at me like I know and I don't 
but here we go, right? Or I don't ask you at all and I make all these wild assumptions that I could get wildly wrong. Right. Because I know the last place asked me all this that you probably are going to want to know at some point. Right. And like, oh, customers are confusing and everybody makes mistakes. Like, no, you're not going through the right protocol. Yes. So uh, love that good feedback. I love negative feedback more because that's just how my brain's wired. What can Drexel do better? Um, Drexel, I think. If you had to like say. If I would, the one thing was timeline, timeliness. No one kind of told me. No one asked me where's my project being built from Drexel. Um, no one asked me um, like how quickly are we looking to get this done. I was forthcoming with that, and sometimes I was like, oh, I don't think I should do that. Like I think they should be asking me that. Yeah, so like, as a consumer, when I'm walking in, if this is something I was sharing with Andy downstairs, like if. If I needed this done like next month, and you know trusses were back, or you know, right. we, there's no way you're going to get trusses in a month, Becky. You're right. out of your mind. I would like to know that because I probably would go somewhere else. Right, and or, that or or just being clear expectations. Correct. It's just like at a restaurant. Like right. I'll take your name and down things. Go have a seat. Are you out 45 minutes? You're out 90. And also, I feel our company currently is lacking almost a sense of urgency, a sense yes. of hustle. Yes. Of like, you want to build it yet this fall? Let's go. Let's get that sale. I'll be in touch tomorrow. We're going to get trusses on order. I locked this in that I'll get you that quote back. We're all supplying happiness and you'll be happy to buy from us and rainbows. Meantime, you walk down to Zern's and I put it on order because they had a sense of urgency. Like you get out hustled. Yep. Like we get to learn to, learn to hustle a little bit more yep. currently is where I feel we're at. Is Correct. that fair? Yep. That would, that would be my only, my biggest thing was the timeliness. And then it was, um, if they would say like, "Oh, we'll get back to you in a, we'll get back to you soon," I don't know what soon means. Right. No. Nope. Soon can mean tomorrow for right. one person. Soon can mean two weeks. I don't. I don't know. And She's like, pretty good, huh? Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. there was some there was some communication like with with Zerns. They specifically said to me, "Hey, um, it's two weeks at least for a trust quote." Right. So like that gave me a clear expectation of okay, I'm not gonna get it. I'm like, well, can you quote the other stuff? He's like, we we'd rather do it all together. Right, which is cool. So which is which is cool. And then you know the the Drexel, a lot of the Drexel offices would kind of ask me additional questions in regards to, well, do you need this? Do you need this? And I don't know what I need. Right. <laughs> so they were like, well, most people do this, and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. There you go. So right. what makes sense, right? Like, what is the consumer buying nowadays? Because I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yep. I just want to shed. So yep. walk me through it. Right. Be my be my help. You right. Bet. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I don't even like, we. I, I hate lead times when you say eight to 10 weeks. Because mm -hmm. what does people hear? Eight. Mm -hmm. eight. eight. And mm -hmm. even two weeks, I you literally, two weeks aren't even good because I'm like literally going, like you just quick go brain, right? You're like, well, it's probably like October 20th, so Halloween, right? Yeah. And that person's like, dude, two weeks, it's October 13th, five business days, blah, 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 blah. Maybe they're thinking November 15th. Correct. All right, two weeks I'm hearing like, well, I'll call you next Friday. Mm -hmm. That sounds like two weeks. Well, that's like seven days and I'm not even gonna touch it till tomorrow. So no, you're talking the 28th. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. to give AM and PMs. I love to give exact dates, put it on your calendar. If you don't hear back from me by October 29th, there's a problem, flag me mm -hmm. or I'll flag you. Now we're gonna, so much of what we do is built on trust, right? You buy from people that you trust and, and big buying experiences, I guess in any experience, but especially on big ones. How do you earn that trust when you don't know them? Correct. So you earn that trust by following up, and now the trust is getting built. I will call you back if you don't hear back from me, you know, October 19th at 9 a.m. Does that work for you? That works for me. And did, it, did anybody offer to follow back up with an email of what you all picked out? No. No one. No. 
again, I asked my for tears that. are like running down. You know, I asked for that. So, like, I was assumptive with that. I'm right. like, the best way for, for yeah. you to get a hold of me. And they said, well, do you want us to communicate with your right, husband? Right. Are you? I said, actually, if you can use my cell in my right. email, right. it's the best way to communicate with me because my husband never checks it. Right. So um, they had said they would just email me the information. No, 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 no. They even did that incredibly wrong. That's the easiest one. World-class service, Drexel team, write this down. Please do this in the future. I hope, I thought you were already, right? You leave the store and you automatically, within an hour or two, get an email. Becky, thank you for stopping in. Yes. This is what I thought I heard. These are the selections that you have made. Again, because I didn't really know what you were talking about. I now need to go to the plumber. I had to get groceries on the way home. I had to get concrete lined up. I got to get the landscaping. I'm not even sure what I told the dude. I think we're getting a quote of something. Now, and again, this isn't because you're a woman. This would be any builder, like a professional builder who worked with for 10 years. This is what I thought you heard when you did selections with us. Yes. You did this. You wanted two-foot overhangs. You had this. You were undecided about this. We decided on this. I will follow back with you when we do the quote if you actually want this or this because you were undecided. Currently, I'm quoting this. Again, it was nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Make that personal connection. Hey, I'm great. I haven't seen you in a long time. Blah, blah, blah. Any other questions? Follow back. Again, I'll be back with to you within seven working days, which is this date. Thank you again. All I do is I snooze that for seven days and then reference it. I don't have any stress or anxiety of, oh, my God, Becky's up my shit. She's wondering where her quote's at. I have all these quotes to do. Ah! It's all just snoozed. It comes up. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. I follow up. She's like, oh, my God, look at this. That was the original email. This is the follow-up a week later. Here's the attachment. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Love it. Would have been good. Would have been good. Do that. Good. Okay, that was your – so what's the rest of your week look like? Um, tomorrow I get to hang out with these lovely ladies. You have to work a yard. You're not doing a yard day? Yard is next week. Oh, next week. Okay. Yes. okay. I don't so even like know what yard day means. It's just on my calendar. Everybody keeps asking me about yard day, so I'd like to learn more about yeah, yard day. Yeah, so yard day actually started with Emily. Okay. Do you know that, Emily, that it actually I started with you? I didn't know that. Yes, and you've been here 10 years. Yes. So you've been doing yard days based on an experience that I had with Emily. Emily had been here quite a long time, months, and she asked me about a specific product or the price of something. And I'm like, do you even, again, we have 3,000 stock items times 10 at least for special order items. Marcus, you do this every day, right, basically? Mm -hmm. Somewhere around 30 to 50,000 items, I'm guessing, we, we sell. Emily, do you know what that is? She's like, no. I'm like, do you know what that is in the yard? She's like, no. She's like, actually, I've never been in the yard. That'd be really cool. I'm like, you've been here. I don't know if you remember this conversation. It's 10 years ago. I'm like, you've been here like six months. You've never been in the yard? She's like, no. And 10 years ago, we would have been... Gosh, only what, 100 people? Not even? Maybe more than that. Maybe a oh, like more than that. Yeah, yeah, so like 150 people? Probably, something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're much smaller, but she had never been in the yard. I'm like, that mm -hmm. is a fundamental problem. All the ma all that lumberyard stuff you thought was going to happen is going to be on your yard day because that's where our magic happens. That's our company. That's our factory. That I mean, we have two factories, but that's the magic of the supply. And if you don't do it on your first week, mm -hmm. Two years later, I'm the finance leader, and I've actually never walked any of our yards, which is, like, beyond embarrassing, right? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You're a waitress, and you've never been in the kitchen. You're like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Mm -hmm. Well, no, right. I got busy, and you know you're going to be totally overwhelmed, so we want you to have that experience in the first week. Yeah. It's also a humbling experience. We know that. You know, we've had girls and boys, you know, dress like a marshmallow in January, and they work. <laughs> and the yard guys and girls love it because they see you, and you're like, hey. I'm the finance leader. <laughs> and you're dressed like a marshmallow because it's five below, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so that, it's a great it's thing to do, but you got to connect the dots. You start building that connection. But you also then experience, hopefully, you always keep in the back of your head, how does this affect ops? Because, again, that's actually where things are happening. It's not in this podcast room. It's not in this downtown building. 
it's actually happening in one of our yards right now. Yep. Even through manufacturing, it's manufacturing a lot of times the products either come into our yards or direct, indirectly related to the yards. So really, realistically, we're just a lot of products we sell, not the manufacturing side, we're a logistics company. Mm-hmm. We take stuff off of one truck and we put it on another. Somehow we make it incredibly hard. I have a funny personal question to make this really awkward. The Vanashi family does not buy a Drexel. Usually, and you've been, I went to high school with Jeremy. Ooh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you live seven, ten miles away. You know a ton of people working here. You said that already. Yes. She's like, oh, I need a big drink of beer. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> why you guys don't. I don't why know. your husband doesn't. I don't know. What's He's your, always, I think you always say, you always say, you can't say I don't I know you have an opinion I, on everything. I know, I know. What would right. be your opinion? My opinion would be because he has, um, he's done a lot of business with Zerns, like for his business. So but he, where did that come from? And is it a comfort level? Is it a convenience? We never called on him. It's, I think it's hates me personally. I mean, sorry, Jeremy. Shout out, love you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's convenience. I think it's Allenton and his business is in Allenton too, and they're right, right. there, and he knows. Which is a much. super convenience. You're you're yeah. a mile away. Mm-hmm. You block and you pull in, and you Correct. start building that relationship again. Mm-hmm. It's all about that relationship. This yeah. is super business to business, long term, thirty years. You get in a habit, mm-hmm. and we've even talked about category enrichment, which means. Builders buying more from us. As we turn into this recession, we're really, really trying to grow our business by the Jeremy's of the world or builders of the world. They buy this, like you said, even on that one shed, all the categories, mm-hmm. everything that we could possibly sell that customer. But when we do that, like Jeremy, it actually builds loyalty. Yep. The more you buy of any product, the more loyal you are to your product. And it's like, actually, when I read that, I didn't think it was true. But then you think about other brands. Yeah, I'm a total Google guy. If Google comes out with another app, like, cool, Google, download. Like, without thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, if you buy outdoor um, clothing at REI, the more REI you own, the more REI you own. Mm-hmm. Right? The more, if you have a product line at the grocery store and you're like, yep, I'm always in this product line, and they come out with, you know, if Newman, if you, if you um, do Newman's Ranch dressing, and they come out with, or salsa, mm-hmm. and, they, and Newman's would come out with chips, you'd be like, yeah, I'm a Newman's person. Right. can buy the chips mm-hmm. right so it really is the more you buy the more loyal you are which is super interesting so mm-hmm. we do try to sell more categories to more builders we think it's easier for the builder mm-hmm. we think it's better for the builder it's way better for us there are less tracks on uh, their job sites the more money they make the less invoicing they have because it's all consolidated invoicing but we also know they actually even if it's subconsciously are more loyal to us because they buy all these categories from us but we need the time to penetrate that and if we did that something that you probably don't know we know we could at least double our sales hmm. without having one more customer. Yeah, super interesting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why don't we do that? Yeah, we, we should do that. First we, have to, first, we have to follow up on emails. Yeah. And then, then we can maybe start asking for more business. Yeah. Emily, you are going to say something? No. Them two are just like <laughs> observing. I know. They're like, she, he's got all about the new girl today. Oh, yeah, no, that's, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. So little backstory for both of you. Super crazy. Welcome. Because we haven't even got into any of that. It's more of a Becky podcast with you <laughs> yeah. two just giggling. Yeah, I know. They just giggle. They're just like, oh, it's yeah. all about you. Um, <laughs> so a little bit. Have you guys been on the pod before? I feel like you have. No. Never? No, never. No way. Well, welcome. All right. So we got a little bit of time left. Julie, do you have to leave the pod early? I do not. I thought you did, Marcus. It, it got canceled. It got canceled. What was it? Uh, JV football game. How does the JV football get canceled? Sheboygan Falls does not have enough players. And they just realized that at 1 o'clock today? No, no, it was a couple days ago. Oh, it was yeah, a couple yeah. days so ago. Yeah, so very good when Marcus came over. Even like then, they just realized it a couple days ago? Yeah, a couple days ago. Boys, mm-hmm. how many of you guys got? Yeah. Well, that's not enough. 
Somebody call a kiosk up. Cancel that Cancel. shit. What the hell are we doing here? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so little background. We got her stories. Yeah. Tell us about your first days going back 20 years and how big we were and all that stuff. And I want to hear little backstories. Oh, my goodness. So I started 20 years ago, almost 21, uh, interviewed with you and your dad. Um, Backs. I interviewed everybody. I interviewed everybody mm-hmm. until maybe we had, oh, well over 200 people, I'm sure. You did the screening. So, yeah, I did my first interview with you, and then I came in to interview with Albert. Um, fresh out of college, I really came in, didn't know, again, same story, what a lumberyard was. And I at that time, we were a lumberyard. True lumberyard, Campbellsburg Building Supply. I mean, how many um, people total? Oh, gosh. In Campbellsburg, probably 25. And we had... Uh, Two locations, yeah. Berlin and Campbellsburg. Yep. And Campbellsburg um, probably had 12 people. Or Berlin probably had 12 yeah, people. Yeah, it was less so than us. Time. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, we had like maybe... So we had like 35 or, people as a company. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. I uh, started in accounts receivable, sat uh, right in between your mom and Todd Flitter. Todd did doors at the time, so very Shout out to Todd and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, the walking in, um, DOS-based computer program, dot matrix printers. Were we in Triad? Triad. Yeah. Yes, CCI yeah. Triad. Um, and we'd only had, we, we had only had computers for about six years total. I don't know that, but I know that. We I, well, I graduated old. college in 1996. You would have started in 2002, Two, yeah. so like 1997. So we would have had computers for like six years. My dad didn't believe in computers, and I actually got one. And then Chris Ballard, who did receivables, and my mom shared it, oh and like gosh. turned their desk. And I'm like, "You're gonna want this," and they're like, "No, we're good. Like, just use it." And then that was like our first computer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> truly, we had one for uh, design software, but that was our first like office computer. And then we didn't have a point of sale system till I believe it was the year 2000. So we had only had a point of sale system for 2000. Before that, uh, or actually, no, that's not true. In 1998, we got our computer software because I knew we couldn't do two locations by hand. Mm-hmm. So I said, Dad, if we ever want to grow, we're going to need computer software. So we brought that in. And then we were able, a year later, we did buy Berlin Building Supply or Four Mile Lumber. And I was like, oh, see, Dad, I told you, that's why I wanted a computer system. Made it a lot easier to do it by hand. So you were just, um, you were like just post doing it by hand. Just, yeah, well, I mean, we still were doing um, purchase orders. Inventory was kept by hand. Um, it's just some of the receivables. Right, all uh, my purchase orders were just done by paper, done and I would put it on a, I would do a purchase order by hand, put it on somebody's file, and then bas- put it in a basket, everything was basket oriented. Mm-hmm. Communication was done by copy. copy so like levels. 10 times a day, because like, people say they weren't enough communication. And we never had any meetings ever. So I would just write something down, make 30 copies, and put it in everybody's basket. So you'd always have that much. So if you're back, if you're gone yeah. from vacation, you have like that much paperwork to look through, which was like memos from Joel, basically. So there was a bit of a culture shock coming here, because I came from UWM, where, yeah, we were in a business school at UWM. You had computers, you had internet, you had, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, we what didn't have email or anything here? like that. No, we didn't have email. Mm-mm. Yeah. We had a fax machine that was going to take over the world. We had a fax machine. Yeah. yeah. All builders were going to fax, and that was going to be the new way to do business. Right, right. That didn't happen. Cool. So yeah. how, many different, how many different positions have you had here, and how many different offices? Ooh. Do you know, do you know the number? Uh, I don't Can know you how guess? many. Could, you told me not to talk about I numbers, know, but this is kind of random. <laughs> that is really random. I had a lot of different positions. Um, I worked in APAR. Um, I went part-time after having kids a little bit, so then I was like 
helping with the merchants and the buyers. I would do, you know, uh, some secret shopping and updating the apples to apples report and then helping in the finance, you know, kind of just wherever. Um, back into HR too, uh, helping with that. Joel would hire, but then they would uh, onboard kind of with me. And it, we, didn't have, onboard. we didn't have HR, it was just Joel hired. Yeah. And then I'd say, Julie, they Becky starts tomorrow. Or did I not tell you Becky was starting today? No, you didn't. No, yeah. Oh, she's here and whatever you guys do. Yeah, get her, get her hooked do up. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that went. Handmade, hand, time cards were by hand. Yes, yes. Yep, so we totaled those. Okay. Did, yeah, did some payroll, did, um, yeah, HR insurance. Um, rolled into, like, controller kind of things, balancing the, the books, and then, you know, currently a CFO. Which for, if you don't know what a CFO does, and I don't think Julie and I even appreciate it as we growed, you know, like, we didn't have a playbook for all this, so we just kind of, like, invented it as we go, because no one, like, there's, like, no one telling you what to fucking do. Like, hey, Joel, just uh, chapter 14 of Drexel, you're going to need a CFO. Like, like no one, you don't wake up and have, like, this task list, mm-hmm. which is maybe why it makes it fun because it's like, we can just do shit. No one, like, is telling me, like, oh, and I don't really listen to them books anyway. I'm like, that's not how a fucking company works. <laughs> Fuck that. So, like, I don't think Julie knew or I knew that we really needed a CFO for years as she was kind of doing that position. Um, but, I mean, how many years be- since you've actually done, like, day-to-day receivables payables? Oh, receivables payable day-to-day? No, like literally day-to-day stuff. I mean, you literally oh, just work on the company. Years. It's been, yeah, it's been a, uh, the Since last thing was balancing, now. and that's been a few years that you took that over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how many companies do you manage? Entities. We. We. we well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean right. Emily, right. I mean, technically well, we could be that. two, but yeah. How many, how many entities? Three, three actually. How many entities, uh, I guess, name them, does Drexel have? So there's like Drexel the umbrella. Building Supply, Drexel Systems, Fleischman Transit, J. Fleischman Solutions. Um, Fleischman Properties. Fleischman exist. Properties. We dabble in your Ludor Coffee Company. Ludor Coffee. Drexel Wildlife. And then Wildlife. the Drexel Wildlife. Happy Hunting. Mm-hmm. Drexel Life Organization, Happy, Happy Hunting, hunting. LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it right now? That is it right now. Mm-hmm. And they all talk to each other and feed each other and yes. have different needs yes. and concerns like little babies. Mm-hmm. Right. Lots of paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy, isn't that's it? Lots of compliance. Yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of compliance issues. <laughs> and anything else? Did you want to add that I missed? I don't think so. No. All right, Emily Gable Bestel, what's your story? <laughs> um, it's fairly similar, actually. Started right out of college. Um, I think I told Becky this. Um, so I knew somebody that worked here. I was looking for a job. My internship Who did you know? was ending. Chad Gable, my cousin. Hi, Chad. Yeah. Um, so he was That's with right. me. Actually, Steph Kahn's now. She was doing AR and Steelsport. She was moving on to Canada. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So my cousin Ponytail blonde for, Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Look at her now. Yeah. They knew uh, I was looking for a job and was like, hey, you know, Campbellsport Building Supplies hiring. And I'm like, right? Like, I'm in college. All the big name people are always at the college recruiting. And it's, so mm-hmm. those are yeah. like everybody. Kimberly Clark and Oshkosh was where you had to go. Yep, you go to Kimberly, you fair. Or yeah. Oshkosh Corp. Oshkosh yeah, Corp, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Like, well, I have to get a job in one of those places, yeah, right? right? Right. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm like Campbellsport Building Supply, right? So I, but I, I know we all we all failed. I back get it. Home. <laughs> and uh, <Same. laughs> and yeah, I mean, I interviewed with you, and then Julie came in, and yeah, started an accounts receivable. So you didn't have to interview with my dad. Not with nope, nope. So how, when did you meet my dad? Like first day? Do you remember it? I don't. Oh, he kind of has a presence. He's, I thought maybe yeah. you did. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember when I did. I did not okay. interview with him, though. No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. But you worked very close with my dad for many yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. Daily. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so which jobs have you had? So I did accounts receivable, dabbled in AP, um, actually moved on to the commercial world when that was kind of mm. up and coming. I kind yeah. of dabbled down there and helped out down there. And then and I kind of dabbled in like finance later for a while as our team was growing. Um, it's funny, now that I really, really know you, and again, you always have to follow people's passions. I'm like, yeah, none of that shits you at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh-huh. You did it. You did it happily. Yeah. I do have a funny story about Emily. I have a funny story about all, all of you, but uh, Emily, one of Emily's <laughs> funny story. Well, it's a good story. This is a really good story. Okay. So I double-checked every single invoice by that was what a, a head coach or a manager did, which I guess was what a, so we would, we would have an order, and that ships out of the yard. And people could manipulate the order, right? Which mm-hmm. is like crazy. Like by handwritten, they could change it from 20 to 40 sheets. So then somebody had to invoice that. And that actually was usually an entry level position because it was pretty simple. But you're talking thousands of dollars on the line. And the odds of the of Jeremy saying, hey, oh, you missed 20 sheets here, maybe, maybe not, right? So there's a big job, right? And I, I would always double check them, right? So take the orders. I can still do it by like in my yeah, sleep. In your sleep. Memory, yeah. right? And I would bring them back. Sometimes I get behind because I got busy oh. and I'm Joel. I'd be four days behind and bring them back with like food, food stains, coffee, coffee lots of coffee stains. <laughs> of coffee and stains. they'd be like all sorted differently. Now other managers would be much more organized than me and they'd be all perfect. Mine would just be like shit show, like done. Thank God. And anyways, I was checking Emily's for, I don't know if it was a month. I'll just call it a month. And I've never found a mistake. I'm like, Emily, are you like one of those people that like just doesn't make a mistake? And I remember when I interviewed you and I almost didn't hire you. I don't know if I ever told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Emily had a 4.0 and I never hired 4.0 people because they're like too anal. (laughs) I'm like, she's going to be too perfect. Like I I can't handle 4.0 people that are like truly 4.0. And you were. And I'm like, are you one of those people like just like don't make a mistake? And you were very humble and you're like, "Um, why? And I'm like, it's kind of, she's like, well, no. I'm like. Okay, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to double, do you remember that? I'm like, I'm not going to double check these anymore because you're good. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, we're the only people. <laughs> I do. Like, and then, then you took a different role because I was very entry level. And then I'm like, okay, I'll start double checking it again because I didn't quite trust the person like I trusted Emily. It was like, she doesn't fucking make a mistake. I don't know what I'm fucking wasting. She's like a robot. Oh I can't gosh. even. I didn't know that. Yeah, great compliment. Maybe it didn't come off as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Great compliment. <laughs> how to, spin, no, in, how to spin in a compliment that didn't sound like a compliment. I almost didn't hire you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the reasoning You're was... You're like a robot. Hmm. A good reason, uh, kind of-ish. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So, keep going. Sorry. So, then... Yeah, and then, um, obviously, we, we just kept growing, and, you know, Julie needed to move on, and she was taking on more, giving up HR. You know, Kate and everything came on. Um, so, finance things just kind of kept coming my way, and that's what I was looking for, right? Like, I wanted to keep growing. I wasn't looking to keep invoicing yeah. for the rest of my career. So, yeah, through with it. Uh, now, I, I embarrassed you a little bit. Now, I'll embarrass you a little bit. Not the robotic part. Ooh, Emily right. gave her two weeks. She quit Drexel, Council Building Supply. I really did. Go ahead, explain. Oh. I mean, um, so you hear how long? Yeah, Becky's like, oh, oh this God. is going to get good. This is oh, going to get wow. real interesting. <laughs> it wasn't like two weeks ago. <laughs> 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 oh, that was on Wednesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <Tuesday's happened. laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> hey. um, gosh, I don't know. Maybe a couple years. No, you don't think so? You oh, for sure weren't, but well, you for sure weren't married or anything. You didn't have kids no. or anything. You're right? not right. married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Um, I mean, kind of like what I said coming out of college, right? Like I had these goals for myself and like this is what I want to be doing in my career and it wasn't happening. I thought, what, where am I going from here? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? 
um, right? I got my degree. Like, I want to do something else. And Yeah, like, it was never well. your plan. It was like a stepping well, stone. Like, well, that yeah. worked, but now I have a real job. So, yeah. see you guys. So, I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm going to start looking. And I found something. And it's like, okay, well, I got offered the job. I'm going to take it. Like, I didn't want right. to leave. Like, I think I was crying in your office. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. offered me the box of tissues. It's <laughs> like crying yeah. in your office. Like, Joel, I'm quitting. And I was like, this is weird. Um, <laughs> um, I should be the one crying, but okay, right. keep crying. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I think I pulled Julia aside um, and I was like, hey, we cannot let this girl go. She's yeah. phenomenal. But I think what we failed to do it back then, and hopefully we do a better job, maybe we don't, you know, we didn't give you a vision of where the company was going and what role, not only that, but what role you played in that vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I still remember your face as it was like warming back up of like, Emily, we're going to the moon with this company and you're going to be a big part of it. And you're like, oh. And it was a significant raise as well. <laughs> you were way underpaid. So, <laughs> the, un- the untold story. <laughs> the actual thing. She had like a $4 an hour raise. I was like, holy shit. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> so, that's about that. So, Becky, do you have any follow ups for these two? Being, uh, you know, the vets on the team and just their experiences versus what you learned in three days? Um,. Not at the present moment, okay. I don't think. I don't know if you had any follow-ups. Mark is usually good at follow-ups. Yeah. This is like so much, I just feel like we got to like yeah, swallow this content. This is a follow-up to you, based on what you are saying before. Were you the first IT guy when you were talking Absolutely. about Absolutely. Yes. You were? Yeah, I was the first IT guy by far um, for a long time. I did all the toner, and uh, I actually invented our first website, which is kind of a funny story. So I learned code. But I didn't really learn code, so websites actually, can you bring up, you know, how to get the code? Every website has like a back behind the scenes code, which I think you can still see. Uh, do you know how to do that, Marcus? Or you maybe you can't. Go to source on here. Yeah, go to source. It's a source code, right? I forget how to do that. But yeah, right there, view page source, it was just there. Yeah, go back to that, right? Yeah, yeah. So every website, literally, that's the code of the website. So I studied that. And then I just would copy and paste that into a website maker that I found that I probably paid like 10 bucks for. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if I fuck with that word, what happens? And I would just <laughs> fuck with that word and hit save. And then that would change it from white to blue. And then like, I'm like, oh, that's a bunch of words. I'm like, well, if that's a bunch of words, I'll just change the words. So then I would just start changing the fucking words. And I'm like, oh, that worked. And I'm like, that looks like, I bet that's like a link. And then I would just make that into our link. So I found a, I would find websites that were really cool uh-huh. and then just copy and paste it and then just fuck with it enough to make it ours. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That was our first Amazing. website. Yep, basically. And then I invented our emails too. And then it was just Joel at whatever the hell we were, furnishanddesign.com. And then Bill Prousseau has always been a good guy. He's like, your company's kind of growing. You might want to add the last name. I'm like, well, really? How many Joels are we going to have? But I'm like, fine. I'm like, you know how long my name's going to be on emails? So I'm glad we did that because now we'd all be probably past the point of first names. Yeah. So, yeah, I was the first ITI for a very long time. And then, Julie, you talked about coming in here from UWM and the technology difference. I mean, you didn't really elaborate on that. Like, what was your – when you came in and saw that, you had to be like, what is going on here? Like, did I make the right decision? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Well, and um, I was working with the QuickBooks program at my current or my previous employer. Ooh. So 
Well, it was like something like, okay, there's easy, simple software for, you know, anything. This kind of stuff, finance. yeah. Like, yeah. For any, like, we can start there. So we started there because um, we were, they were typing, Joan was typing the checks. So every time we would, you know, send a check to a vendor, like, type it on the typewriter. Typewriter. <laughs> Not like this, but, I mean. Not that far away from that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, we can get that into a program, so at least you don't have to type the name and address again, because we didn't have I was so in. happy when Julie, I was like, yes, Mom, see, I was telling you, there's, like, shit to do this. All you yeah. do is enter the dollar amount then, because we didn't have it integrated with She was like, oh, this is cool. Hi, yeah. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no email and all that stuff. I'm like, well, I still had my, uh, at that time, Hotmail account. Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a, there's a, my dad was out with Michael's, Michael's Corporation now, um, Tim Michaels running for governor and all that. And one of my dad's all-time mentors uh, was Dale Michaels, who founded Michaels. And my dad mimicked and copied a lot of what Dale did. Um, my dad sold uh, pole sheds, pole barn sheds, to Michaels Corporation when he worked for Walters even, and sold them like their first shed in Brownsville. And Dale, for whatever reason, liked my dad and always put my dad under his wing. Like when they were buying sheds, I think he was like coaching them how to even sell to them. He's like, okay, I'll, you know, this is what I need to do. This is what I need you to do for me. So my dad has always respected highly the Michaels family as well as Dale. Um, Dale's passed away, but Dale had said, I'll never have a computer at my desk. And my dad's big thing was like, if Dale Michaels doesn't have a computer at his desk, Albert Fleischman doesn't have a computer at his desk. <laughs> so it must have been, and this is like 06, I bet, 07. When? Then he found out Dale had a computer at his desk, and he finally <laughs> put a computer on his desk. Oh it was, I mean, it was late in the computer game. Yeah. My dad's like, fine, Dale's got one, get me one. But he was just, he would not put a computer on his desk. He didn't think he needed one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. He was one of the last ones to um, get on the system for POs, too. Yeah. He had his book. But interestingly, um, having said that, my dad has always been a huge proponent of technology. Um, he might not have been personally, but he's always pushed me and our company to have the absolute latest technology in any way we can save he hated when we didn't have enough copiers or printers. He'd be like, Becky, think about it. If you're walking that far, and how many times do you do that a day, for $400, we're going to have a printer at your desk. Get her a printer now. Like, it's no big deal, Albert. I can just walk. No, right. get her a printer. And he was very, um, very hyper aware of that sort of technology, how it could help us um, in a lot of ways. And he always wanted the latest technology, which I'm super appreciative for because I kind of still use that mindset. Not to brag, not because it's the most efficient, because he's like, why would you buy the oldest one, right? Why would you buy an Apple 13 if there's an Apple 15? So we've always tried to chase that latest technology, because the second you buy it, it's already kind of out of date. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I think Marcus being in the IT department is how we still kind of do things. Sure, yep. Right, so my dad kind of brought that to us, so. Cool, a couple more, Marcus? We're about 40 minutes in, do you want to do billboard? Or oh my gosh, we are already, this goes so freaking fast. <laughs> That's crazy. I feel like we're just getting started. Episode 69 goes so fast. <laughs> Not my fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, moving on. Got to have a way to blush. That's good. <laughs> Here we go. All right, so one big giant billboard. Everyone can see it. It's up there for a very, very long time. What's on it and why? Your billboard, anything you want. We have people that do just straight images pictures, funny stuff, yeah. Bible business scriptures. stuff, Bible scriptures. It's your billboard, whatever you want on it. People, somebody just did their family, I remember. I don't know who that was, yeah. but yeah. whatever. So what's your billboard and why? Uh, I would say cherish your time. 
Um, I'm kind of in the, I mean, my kids are still little, like, and I'll talk to you and stuff. You guys, your kids are older, but I feel like I can already see that, like, I already look back, even how small they are, like, how, like, the moments that are already gone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys have ever read that. I don't know that it's a poem, but, like, an excerpt of, like, the last time or one last time or something like that. And it's talking about how, like, everything has a last time and you don't even know it's the last time. Yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. 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 And, like, yeah. I mean, all that, like, I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't do that anymore. And I don't do that yeah. anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know. You know, so whether it's with kids or with it's... Yeah, like, like they kids. don't, like my kids don't take a bath anymore. Exactly. Like, right, yep. But you don't realize that was the, this is the last time they're going to take a bath. 100%. I will say to young moms, though, and I'm not fighting you on this. I love Cherish Your Time, and I totally respect that. Like, be present. But I do think there's a, uh, in our society, in our culture currently, there's so much pressure on young moms specifically, maybe not so much the husbands or the, or the dads, to, hey, enjoy every moment, mm-hmm. suck it all in. And... Honest to God, living through it, sometimes you just survive it. And I think there's this anxiety and pressure of like, it's fall. We have to do this. I have to take this picture. We have to go to Kelly's Creamery because I have to cherish my time. And I've been told by a million people, and I have this self-pressure that if I don't do it, I'm the worst mom in the world. And I'm like, you know, but sometimes cherish your time is like, we ain't doing shit this weekend. And cherish your time means mom's got to get shit done with laundry. And cherish your time means we're going to watch the movie we watched the 17th time tonight. And like nothing cool came. So I think we chase like the cherish your time through like the way too far in our culture right now. Sometimes. Well, I think it's the big moments, right? Like you can cherish the time, right? Like yeah. I cherish it by snuggling on the couch because they yeah. are still little yeah. and want to snuggle with me. Like. And I think sometimes if you don't cherish the time, it's also okay. Like sometimes, it's, again, it's just survival. Like I am not cherishing this bath tonight and the SpaghettiOs and you guys are a train wreck. Like I'm not cherishing it because it's fucking disaster. And I think sometimes we live in the, especially again, young moms, everything's fine. I'm having the best time with my kids. Like sure, it looks like you are because that looks shitty. That looks not like fun at all. And I think sometimes moms just got to be like, this isn't great. This is not mm-hmm. fine. This is not okay. I'm not cherishing my time. I've literally been on my phone all night because these people are driving me crazy. And I think sometimes we got to embrace that more. But I love Cherish Your Time because I do think life goes way, 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 way faster than we ever realize and we focus on maybe the wrong things. I know what your intent is, so mm-hmm. I'm not challenging you on that. Great. Thank you. Julie. Um, I would say mine is love more. So just in this world right now, we have so much division and, and I see it in my kids even with on their cell phones, like, you know, just talk to that person, love them more, you know, especially the people that aren't at home. So actually a little bit, maybe opposite, but like being out with other people and, and seeing who they really are as a person, not on social media or whatever, but love them more. I love it. My, so I do a word of the year. Do you guys do a word of the year? Do you still do what you were? So we had a big thing at Drexel Culture, and we, like, forced people to do it, which was totally stupid. But, you know, you pick one word for the year instead of this big, audacious goal. You just pick one word, and it gives you a singular focus. Mine is actually love this year. So I've been saying love more in my height all the time. And for me, that comes from uh, Mother Teresa or St. Uh, Teresa LeSue, which is, like, in the smallest ways, love more. Open the door for somebody, smile with intent, tell them thank you. I think that's where you're going with it too, right? Exactly. Like mm-hmm. reach out to them, say hi to them at school, say hi to them at work. Like, and that like changes the world. Like Mother Teresa said, you want to change the world? Smile at people, right? If you smile at people, they smile back. Yep. If you smile at them, they smile back. They might smile to the next person. And you're literally, that's the way you change the world, right? And there's so much negativity in the world. Love more is great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I would say if you have a chance, take it. I think there's a lot of opportunities that have been presented in my life, and life's too short, and you got to kind of move forward. And the opportunities that have been presented to me recently with making the move to Drexel was one of the big things, but there's been things building up to that, right? Um, there's been a lot of chances in life that, you know, you're kind of, when's the right time, and why not now? If you fail, you fail. You just get back up and you keep fighting. So, so say that again. If you fail, you fail. No, no, no. What was your billboard? My billboard? Yes. If you have a chance, take it. Now, I, for some reason, I feel like I should say this to you. Do you feel like, and it seems like almost that I've known you, mm-hmm. that that hasn't always been that way for you? Like you're, Like you're merging into this life. Correct. Is that fair? It is fair. It's a fair statement. So, I, so I where, did the, where, did the, where did it start changing for you? I think as I get older and seeing, you know, um, my son realizing where I maybe not be as present as what I was, there was something in my life that I needed to change. And I was um, at a point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm really not present. What is the one driver of why I'm not present? And it came down to why I said yes to Drexel, honestly. It was the opportunity to kind of step outside because I was... I was loving what I was doing, and I told you that every time you talked to me. I love what I do. I'm in sales, but I told you, you're like, you should come sell for me. And I'm like, I'm not going to sell anywhere else. I'm not going to do anything, you know, in sales if I leave this because I've missed so much. Right. And as I got older in life, I realized that, you know, um, you know, you know my background and things like that. But it was like, life is too short. So like, if I don't take the chance, if, if I don't take the chance, well then I don't take the chance. I used to, I, I knew someone um, in what I used to do that was a consultant that passed away recently and he always said to me like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. So life itself, right? Like, don't keep complaining about it. You can't really make an impact anywhere. But if you don't take that chance, you'll never know. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's, it's the, it wasn't the fear of the unknown for me that if it was maybe I, I was recruited elsewhere as to other banks and other industries and things like that. But it was knowing what I knew about the people actually that are sitting here. But it feels today. like you've maybe done more than just your career taking oh, yeah. chances. Yeah. yeah. So are you seeing like the more you do it, the more you have less fear and the more it's like that work, that work, that worked. I got to keep going. Yes. So it kind of is like building on each other. It is. Yep. It's, it's life in general. It's right. everything in life. It's family and support. It's everything. I just put on my Instagram yesterday when I was on a hike. Uh, it kind of came to me. It was like, life is simply the combination. I mean, it really is. Life is simply the combinations of the choices you have made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just put choose wisely. Yes. Like, it's so that, like, like sitting here, what you're wearing, all your friends, where you live, your family, like anything. Mm-hmm. It's, that's based on the choices you made. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the time and love more, but just you just have to choose wisely and just keep taking chances. Because yep. there's like, people think I'm nuts, which I probably am, but like, there's no downside. It's just a game. If you fail, just get back up. I mean, I've talked a lot on podcasts. You know, one of my favorite lines is fall seven, rise eight. Mm-hmm. You know, just get back up. Like, it's way more important you got back up than if you didn't try it. So who gives a shit? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid of... Right. Like, yeah, all that dumb, like, high school shit. Like, mm-hmm. where is your fear here? Like, if it didn't work, you just go, well, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, if Drexel fails, I'll just get a job. Yeah, I mean, right. like, right? Like, I, I, mean, I guess then I'd have to get a different job, which could be fun. Right. And it'd be like, yeah, we have this really big company, and then we totally fucked it up. I'm not actively trying to do that. 
Just saying, worst We're case scenario. We're gonna see to it that you yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah right. You you got, got, people won't let me fuck it up anymore. We won't. We won't. We won't. I, have people I have IT people that just can't like, I just can't like break the network one night, <laughs> which kind of happened once. Different podcast, maybe. Okay. Anything else? No. Love you guys. Thanks Good. for coming on. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Sixty-nine. Oh, peace. <laughs> <laughs>